Hello, and welcome to Songs for the Struggling Artist, the blogcast. This is episode 339. And I am skipping a couple of blogs. So, uh, so the long term listeners will know that I usually skip uh, the rejection blogs. So, I, I basically track all the rejections that I get over the year. Um, and I usually skip those in, in this uh, arena. Um, and I am also skipping the year long recap this year. Because it's not, it's fine, but it doesn't feel like, you know, the real meat of the, of the journey. So if you would like to experience those, they are on the blog, artiststruggle.wordpress.com, and you can read them there. If you are an exclusive podcast listener and you are longing to hear those read to you, you let me know because I will. I'll read them to you. Don't you worry. I just feel like probably they're not going to be the greatest. So, but that's what I'm saying. If if you are an exclusive podcast listener, that is you don't read the blog, you just listen to the podcast and you're like, "Emily, I need to hear your summary of 2022." You let me know because I will record it for you. Uh, The only information you're missing from that that hasn't appeared on the podcast is uh, some stuff about uh, my house. We acquired a house in 2022, and um, I have, you know, many thoughts about it, and I'm not, I'm still haven't processed it yet. (laughs) But so the blog is basically like, we got a house, I'm trying to figure out how to process it. So, you know, that's the short version, if you need it. Um, yeah, so, uh, I'm skipping ahead, getting right into the, the guts of 2023 already since, I mean, January is almost over. So just, you know, speed things along here. Uh, so this post is about, um, seeing people's shows and what to do, (laughs) like how to do it, how to keep Going to see terrible art and not get so cranky about it. That's what that's the 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 thrust of this here. So I shall read it to you. It is called I Love Your Terrible Show. Sometimes someone you love makes a work of art of which you are not a fan. You wish you liked it, but really, you think it stinks. If it's a piece of performing artwork, like some theater or some dance or some music, you might sit through it trying to understand why this person you love has worked so hard on something so terrible. This feels bad. Sometimes we don't go and see the work of people that we love just to avoid the feeling. It's not so much that we're afraid to have to talk to them about their terrible work afterwards. It's just that we don't want to sit in the theater or stand in the gallery or in the concert hall wondering how our loved one could make such a thing. I'm sure a lot of my friends have had this experience with my work, too. 
I don't like to think about it, but I'm pretty sure I've lost friends because they just hated my show. And they didn't want to deal with me later. I have a fairly long list of people who came to see a show of mine and never spoke to me or saw me again. This shit is personal. But what are we supposed to do? We all have our own taste, and if we really care about art, we have our opinions that rarely align fully with others. That's how we create original stuff. We all have our own aesthetics, and sometimes people who love us personally hate what we make. I wish it weren't true, but all evidence points to a complicated mess of love and art and hate all mixed up. Unfortunately, I've often found the way to deal with this is to just not see or read or listen to things. I don't have to feel bad about how I feel about someone's work if I don't see it. The problem with this strategy is that I pull myself out of community by doing this. Theater, for example, runs on reciprocity. I go see your show, you come to see mine. If I don't go to shows, where is my audience going to come from? If I don't go see your show that I'm definitely going to hate, how can I expect you to see mine that you will likewise hate? This is a problem I have been wrestling with for decades. I think I have cracked it in myself now. Watching the show of someone who I love and respect, trying to figure out why they thought this was a good idea, I realized that it was beautiful. The show itself did nothing for me, I promise, and I wish it had, and I'm sorry. But the fact of it, the fact that all these people came together and worked so hard with such diligence and passion and belief in their purpose, that fact is gorgeous. It is tremendously difficult to do, and the fact that people do it, typically for very little reward, is fucking beautiful. It doesn't matter if I like it. I don't like most things. I wish I were more Catholic in my taste, but I'm not. So. What I feel like I'm going to lean into is just the joy of watching people make things to celebrate bad art as good in the larger sense. I'd like to approach the work I see in the future with the grace that I give youth and community theater productions. A lot of people I knew in my theater-soaked youth who made fun of my obsession, who thought I was a weirdo, now have kids who are in school plays, who've become dancers, musicians, actors, singers, and these parents are so proud of them, bless their hearts. And I'm sure all those school plays are awful. I feel like I need to tap into a parent's pride when I experience bad art, because I am proud of everyone who fights through the forest of challenges to actually make something. I wish I liked what they make, but maybe pride is enough. Maybe loving their love is enough. If you're someone I love whose work I've seen, this post is not about you. Your work, I love. And I love that you made it. And I'm proud of you. 
We want people to love our work. Of course we do. We want them to think we are brilliant and we only make marvelous things. We want to believe all that work leads to stellar shows. We want our work to be so good no one could hate it. But sometimes, especially in the trenches of underfunded art, we don't achieve the masterwork status we were aiming at. And if you feel bad that I might not be crazy about the artwork you made, just know I'm not crazy about Hamilton either, okay? You're in good company. Most people really love it. I don't. But I'm still proud of them for making it. And I'm proud of you too. This is one I'm going to have to remind myself of every time I go see a show. Just like, remember, remember, because I can get so cranky about bad theater. And uh, I would like to have a better attitude. <laughs> I'm not because I feel like it's important to be positive or whatever, because I don't care. But I, I, I do feel like it just isn't fun to have to sit in that like, oh, God, this is terrible space especially when it comes to people you care about. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I, this one is really for myself. So I remember next time I go see a show. So I was like, oh, what song shall I put here? And I was like, oh, so the picture that I used was from a show I definitely lost some people with. Like I had a lot of people come see it and a lot of people I never saw again. So I was like, oh, that and that show was Mytheleneous, um, which, you know, I lost a lot of people, but I also gained some people. I made a bunch of friends in Edinburgh when we did it there, um, you know, because of the show. So, you know, sometimes <laughs> you, you win some, you lose some. Some people come to you because of the show, you lose others. Anyway, so I put a picture from that show on the blog, um, because it's a good example of that happening to me. Uh, but so then I was like, oh, I should put some of the songs from that show, one of the songs from that show here. But the fact is, I already put songs from that show because back when I started this thing, uh, I was putting a lot more originals um, for the song back then. And I think those there's like two songs that really come from that show. And uh, they were both really early in the rotation. So you have heard them before if you have listened to the back catalog of, uh, of this podcast. <laughs> uh, they were Shine On and um, Listen to Me Now. So those are not going to be here today because I try not to repeat myself too much. So then I thought, what are some other songs and other shows that have, you know, gained or lost me friends. And um, I don't think I lost any friends on this show. So the show was called The Great God Money, and it was a musical, sort of. And I, do, I don't think I lost too many. But we did have at the, we did it at the New York Fringe. And uh, one of my friends brought a woman who had produced a couple of things on Broadway. I believe she was the producer on, or one of the producers on um, Little Women on Broadway. So we were all very excited, you know, that we had a Broadway producer in our audience. 
and uh, and we asked, you know, my friend, like, what did she say? What did she think? And she was like, well, <laughs> I can't remember exactly what the phrasing was, but it was something like, she said, why do people do this? <laughs> like, she said something like, everyone is so talented, obviously, but why do they do this when there is just no chance of it ever, you know, I don't know if she said going to Broadway or being successful or whatever, but like, it was such a, it was such a Broadway producer's perspective, of course. Um, but also like, you know, I feel like at the time I just was like, yeah, she doesn't get it making art for art's sake. But now I'm like, oh, she didn't like the show. She, she was like, oh, everybody's so talented, but that was why. Why did I sit through that? And I, I get it. I get it. I, sim- I sympathize now with her feelings. Um, I think the show was okay. I think it was pretty good. At least I thought so at the time. I think I would think so now as well. Uh, but you, know, you, just, you just don't know. You don't know how people are going to feel about things. And you can't control it either. That's the main thing. So I'm going to put a song from that show um, in here. I had to search for them. They were like buried deep in my digital files. Um, and uh, I, a lot of the songs, you know, we didn't record, 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 because it was 2005. So all of the recordings that we have were, you know, basically demos so that, you know, the actors could learn it, so the musicians could learn it. Um and they don't sound great. <laughs> Some of them do. I think I've put a couple songs from the show uh, on the blogcast before. But uh, most of them, you know, I'd, it was before the days where I had a mic for sure. Um, and I'm not even sure I had a mic like in my computer. I feel like these could have been recorded on cassette. I don't know, but it's possible. Can't remember. Uh, anyway, so I re-recorded the opening number for you. Because I figured, why not? Also, I discovered in my journeys around it that there was a whole third verse that I'd added that I'd completely forgotten about that was not on the demo. Um, I don't know whether I added it for that show in 2005 or I added it for this production in New Jersey several years later. But in any case, there was a whole additional verse. So I'm glad I, I went through the the effort to re-record it for you. And I've thrown in a little bit of dialogue from the the whole scene um, just to give it some context also. So I'm going to play that for you in just a minute. Um, meanwhile, thank you so much for listening. If you like the blogcast, please tell someone about it. Like, review, subscribe. Uh, if you would like to support it with your dollars, that would be amazing. Patreon.com slash Emily R. Davis is the subscription model. There's also a PayPal and Kofi. All those links are in the show notes. And uh, I thank you. And I thank you especially for listening. So um, here I shall give you the opening number, such as it is. From The Great God Money, which was a devised piece of theater that became a musical during the devising process. And I'm not sure we could technically, I mean, you know, it, 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 it's a show that has a lot of music in it. I'm not sure 
technically it qualifies as a musical. But this song uh, is not your average opening number, that is for sure. Uh, I wrote this one, but the typewriter track that you're going to hear was created by Dimitri Kalmar, who was my music director on the show, and also wrote a bunch of the songs for the show as well. Um, He's great. He was great. And you will hear his typewriter track on this track. Um, This was a, it started, I think, as a one person song. And then over the evolution of the process, we expanded it out to be everybody. But here it will be just me singing and speaking for you. And I think that is all. Please enjoy The Game of Life. From the great god Money. Check it out. This site plays old board games with you. Oh man, the game of life. I love this game. Cool. I'm gonna be the green car. We played this game when I was a kid. All about life and the meaning of it. The goal of the game was to reach the end. More money than all of your friends And now I'm wondering when Did this game ever end? Hurrah! Payday! Oh look, I have to get married I'm thinking a same-sex partner Take that, coffee. We'd spin the wheel to reach the goal You spun a ten, that means wild ten thousand dollars to maintain control Of all our stuff and a plastic car Where everything has a dollar amount And things like 